Hey, hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here with co-host Jesse Lucier and head honcho Paul McLean. Just coming off a long weekend in Bali, looking good. You got a nice little sunburn. You were looking, looking good there, bro. How was your weekend? Smiling, look at everything. Look at him. He's refreshed. He's refreshed. Uh, I almost didn't come back, guys. I almost didn't come back. I almost quit the podcast, quit everything. We got an artwork behind him now. Look at him. He's very bohemian now. That's right, yeah. boys. Everything's uh, just going to be found, feel good from here on out. That's everything. I love it, Jess. I love it. So you had a good weekend. Good to get away from the desk for a few days, I imagine. No, oh, man, it was, uh, you know, it, it was great because you wake up, you're in this amazing part of the world. Hockey's on first thing in the morning. I got yeah. to watch every game. Dude, it was, yeah, you, you, yeah, it was, uh, it was much needed. Like I said, uh, I'm thinking about taking more time off when the cup final starts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might have to get a little case of the COVID. We got right, boys. That's right. <laughs> no, no, I don't wish that on any of us. Uh, but uh, anyway, Polly, uh, you've had a, you had a good weekend as well. Busy, busy man at the yeah, studio. Busy, busy. Lots of bands come through. Lots of recording happening. A couple of celebrations. Yeah, big celebration for Polly. Big celebration. Uh, news is quickly spreading around Southeast Asia. Just how big the celebration actually was. That's just a regular night for him. <laughs> what was that Tuesday, uh, Wednesday? Any day. Yeah, exactly. That's every day of the week. Yeah. So anyway, it's good to see you guys. It's good to get back on the mics. Uh, let's get things started with our first period tonight. As always, brought to you by our good friends at the China Hockey Group. Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and Southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Idol League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues, which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and Power equipment. For more information about their programs, check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. All right, Jess, I'm going to kick things off this week. With, with a Alan. question. That's absolutely well, listen, I'm guys, I don't week. know if you saw that they, we're going into the Stanley Cup playoffs, right? One of the teams, Colorado Avalanche, in their fourth game of the 1996 Stanley Cup finals against Florida. How many shots did Patrick Waugh stop to preserve the shutout in a game that went to triple overtime? Oh, Ooh. I mean, it was game four, so it wasn't like a super important game. Are you going to give us multiple choice here, Polly? Or are we picking between numbers between 50 and 100? (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. Uh, I'm not scared. 56. 56. 56. He's a very good number. Okay. All right. We're going for this. We're going for this. If you want. I'm going. Okay. I'll go 74. Okay. I guess triple overtime. I'm a bit, I'm a bit low. Triple overtime. Thank Jess. It's a lot of shots. Okay. How about if 
since you guys don't have any options, mm-hmm. you get three choices. Three guesses. Three guesses. I mean, because I'm not giving you any range or anything. So you okay, get three guesses ahead. each. Okay, so Chris, your your first one I got 72? 70, 74. 74. Yeah. And Jess, you said 56. Jess, you want to fire out two more? 62 and 49. Colorado's a good team. Probably didn't give up a ton of shots. Okay. Chris. I'm going 63 and 69. See, I gotta go back and look at the answer. I think Chris, you might got it. She's making it up. Come on, baby. Give it to me. Final answer is sixty-three. Oh my god! Price is right rules. That was the hard. I should get that was, that was the hardest question of the season, Jack. I gave you three. You the hardest one? I, gave you, I gave you three guesses. So, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Good night, you guys. Uh, Good. We'll, we'll uh, we'll I'll buy a Mark Six tomorrow. That was across the pond. That's a wrap. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors. No, uh, let's get to our Paulie Great question. And uh, the great Patrick Waugh. Um, obviously had a good series yeah. and uh, that I, I can, I don't remember that triple overtime game, to be honest. Um, I'm oh. going to have to go back and check that out. Um, our big bite of the week this week brought to you by our friends at the big bite restaurant, check them out their restaurant in Shektong Shoy uh, near HKU station. Um, fantastic Canadian grub. They got milkshakes. They got wings. They've got Canadian beef. They've got root beer floats. They got milkshakes. They've got it they all. Got whatever they got- you need. Whatever you going through the menu, what are you doing, dude? They even got poutines. Um, so check them out at the Big Bite HK uh, when you get a chance. All right. So our Big Bite of the Week, boys, have to talk about the two GMs that are heading to the Stanley Cup Finals right now. Made absolutely, uh, well, they just look like geniuses with the moves they made at the deadline. Um, I don't, I think we talked about this earlier in the in the one on an episode on an earlier episode um it's really hard to insert a top six guy right at the deadline and it's i'd find it rare it rarely works agreed it's it's the third line guys that end up coming in or the fourth line guy who just kills penalties and t- wins face-offs um so i think these two gms made excellent moves i mean we'll start with julian Brisebois, uh brought in uh, Hagel and Nick Paul, two guys that are, well, Nick Paul has been, you know, doing incredible stuff, scoring huge goals, scored both huge. goals in game seven, uh, to, or series clinching game goals. Like, I mean, doing everything right, plays at both ends of the ice. He's a huge body. It looks like his helmet barely fits on his head. He's, <laughs> he's scary looking out there. And then you've got, you've got, uh, Hagel who, in in chicago was scoring a, scoring a ton but he was playing with patrick kane he goes to tampa bay he's got a new role right away buys into it he's playing great defensive hockey uh playing physical four checking hard they're all bought in breeze boss two moves i mean both of them you know paying dividends right now and then you take a look on the other side at joe sackick who brings in you know <laughs> lekanen who was supposed to be a bottom six guy and you know turns out that he ends up having to move up in the lineup which he was completely capable of doing yeah um, he's scoring big goals obviously scored the overtime winner um nico sturm doing playing amazing again third line and the fourth line guys and and josh manson i mean josh manson scoring yeah. goals and he's a he's big a, pickup 
Jess, I was going to ask you about him because he's a big, big body too, but he looks like he, he's, he's pretty good on his feet. Like he's, uh, yeah. he's no slouch. Um, but anyway, so both teams made moves, brought in like bottom six, middle six guys, couple depth moves. Every one of them worked. Um, do you think that's a key reason or the reason why these two teams are where they are right now, Jess? Yeah, I think it's, a, it's probably a combination of things, right? Uh, you know, uh, watching, uh, uh, when, when, when Tampa Bay clinched the series, they did an interview with Nick Paul and he just, you know, he talked about the group, the team, right. And just how, when he, as soon as he came in, not just about feeling welcome, but just this team plays a certain way and they're all committed. I mean, obviously Tampa Bay, we all know what they've been able to do the last two years. So I think it speaks to the caliber of the team and, you know, they're all well aware of kind of what needs to be done to win. So I think that plays an element, but no, man, I mean, you called it here, Ivany, and it seems like the last few years, anytime there's these kind of deadline trades, the ones that always seem to work out are, like you said, these kind of you just guys, you just add to depth, like you just add to the firepower that's already been established on the team, right? Like, obviously, you've got the top six and in Tampa, but who, and then you do it for two reasons, right? You do it just to give you that extra boost. But then in the case of, I mean, both teams, right? Like point goes down and all of a sudden Hagel looks like point on the ice. Like even yeah. kind of, they look the same, you know, so, <laughs> kind of do. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the trade that, you know, Florida made for Giroud, it's kind of these big deals and, and it kind of comes in and all of a sudden you're changing the dynamic of the way your team plays. I totally agree, man. I think these these trades where you're just plucking a piece and then adding something new, um, and you're and you're not removing anything. You know, you give up a couple yeah. prospects for some young guys that that might be turn out to be something, but that's okay because you're here to win. And I think both these GMs, right. man, um, both very very good and clever moves that that have paid dividends already. Yeah, no, totally agree. Yeah. So when we see like a guy like Sharu or even like Jack Eichel joining Vegas late in the season. Um, it, like I said, it rarely seems to pan out. It seems like, you know, it messes up the chemistry in the locker room. Like these yeah. guys aren't getting, these guys are losing two, three minutes of ice now, not getting all the, somebody's off the top power play now, you know, and, yeah. and that trickles down. So, I mean, everyone gets affected by those trades, but if you're yeah. a top six guy in your established role, you got 60 games into the season you're going to, you're going to want, you know, that ice time to continue. But anyway, Jess, that was our big bite of the week. What do you got for us? Yeah. Okay. So I guess before <coughs> we'll fully dive into, into the NHL um, and dive into the finals, which we'll do a bit later in the show, but um, we got it. We'll do our found feel good story. And we got a good one here. Um, this segment's brought to you by found found is Asia's first CBD concept store and cafe found is on a mission to bring you the life-changing benefits of cannabinoids back to the region. They provide a relaxing and supportive environment to discover the benefits of CBD and CBG through a selection of infused food and beverages. We've been talking about them all year. Ivan is a total customer of these guys. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, or at found.hk. Ivan, use discount code ATP10 for 10% off your purchases. Okay, guys, um, we've, been, we've been flagging these stories all year long. We've got another great one here that I love to see. Um, we have our first ever female drafted into the CHL, the junior hockey league in Canada. Chloe, Incredible. Prim Chloe Primerano was drafted, uh, to the Vancouver giants, uh, in the WHL, uh, in the WHL, it's a bit different than the rest of the league. They draft, um, players, uh, a year earlier than the rest of the league. So she would have been in her second year of Bantam. 
Um, it was on Hockey Night in Canada. This obviously and rightfully so, this story is, is kind of blown up around uh, the hockey world. It's just another, this has been a, a fantastic year. I mean, we've highlighted so many stories this year, Ivany, um, about these kind of barriers just being smashed. And I think the NHL has very quickly went from kind of behind the envelope on this to now almost leading the way. Um, you know, and it, I, I, you know, I saw some highlights too, and it doesn't look like just kind of a, a pick for, for the story. This, this, uh, you know, this girl looks like she can really, really play here. So, you know, as, as any draft pick, it'll be, you know, interesting to see if, if she can kind of crack the lineup. I think that's the next big step, but I mean, uh, man, what a story. First ever draft pick, boys. How about that? I know. It's an incredible story. I mean, Vancouver Giants are going to give her a shot playing defense in the Western. I mean, this is this is awesome. And, uh, you know, I really hope it works out and she ends up cracking that lineup at some point. You know, I'm, I'm, as you said, Jess, she's pretty young right now. Uh, I'm assuming, you know, they're going to give her time to develop and be ready to uh, to get out there. But I'd love to see it. And um Speaking of great stories, Jess, I thought, you know, this was a feel-good story as well. Uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin joins the Canadians as a player development consultant. So lots of stuff happening with women in the sport of hockey right now. So it's great to see. And uh, yeah, our Team Canada just won the U18s as well. Female yeah. hockey is, is just taking off, guys. It's, uh, it's great to see. Yeah. Congratulations to Chloe. And, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what she can uh what she can do and good luck. It, it's certainly not an easy league to, to crack. So, so best of luck to her. 100 Back to you, Ivany. All right. Well, I got a spill of the week for you brought to you by our friends at Yardley brothers. Check out their website at yardleybrothers.hk. Get their fine products delivered right to your doorstep. And they are fine products. Isn't that right, Polly? Mm. What do you got in the studio right now? The, uh, the citrusy one. We can see you got the pizza mm. going, but man, they've got some great beers right now. Check them out. Um, and uh, yeah, also check out their new, Bistro and cafe and re and restaurant and bar at 62 Peel Street. That's yardleybrothers.hk. All right. So, Polly, this one's for you, bud. Uh, the spill of the week this week. Pretty shocked to see Bruce Cassidy get let go by the Boston Bruins. Um, he's been their coach since 2016. His overall record with the club, 245 wins. 108 losses incredible record finished third in the atlantic second second first third and fourth uh was in the playoffs every year went to the stanley cup finals lost in the second round three times um was this a case where they just need somebody to get them past the second round now are expectations a little too high because to me boston wasn't the juggernaut you know this season that we thought you know that there are we thought we didn't think they were going to be a juggernaut this year and they turned out to be a great team but that ended up with 107 points but that just so happened that you know florida and and um and tampa bay had great seasons as well and what is it what is it going on here guys is there something wrong because i don't know i can't see why this is happening bruce cassidy seems like he's got he's you know he's got these players that buy into him every single year it's such a good team they're they're there every year they're contenders what's going on here they just saw that barry trotz was available and they're like all right bruce they can see back your bags dude back your bags, back your bags. get in there barry, <laughs> that's, that's barry the got fired. hey bruce hey bruce <laughs> i said take an extended leave no pay yeah no. so are you sad about this one Polly? yeah it sucks i mean he's great 
But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, team's already great. We're already great. We're going to get someone great. Come on in, Barry. <laughs> Seat's nice and warm yeah. for you. That'd be great. Jess, what's your take on this? Why is yeah, Bruce look, Cassidy get leave in Boston? Yeah, look, I mean, when we think of the Bruins, right, this has been a team that, uh, especially as a Leafs fan, that has just been terrorizing the Eastern Conference for years, and especially that top line. But, you know, if, if you go back here, so 2012, 2013 is when they, when they go to the Stanley Cup final, right? Uh, I think they lost that year to uh, who beat them that year? Was it St. Louis? No, no, that was their most recent one. I think it was Chicago who beat them that year. Anyway, okay. since then, they've made it to the Stanley Cup final one other time where they lost to St. Louis. But every other time, boys, they haven't made it past the second round. Um, you know, the, there's a few years where they didn't qualify. Uh, you know, yes, they had a, you know, they had a good season this year. I mean, 50 wins. You can't, you can't complain on that. Yeah. But, you know, when it's all said and done, boys, they were 10th in the league, right? That was 10th, 10th place in the league. Um, last year, same thing. I know it was a shortened season, but also 10th in the league. Whereas the year before that they were number one. So the other thing that when I think about this is that he strikes me as kind of a, a no nonsense, very tough, hardcore coach. And after four or five, you know, six years, it, there's only a matter of time before guys just stop buying whatever you're selling, you know, mm -hmm. and, and who knows, maybe the DeBrusque asking for the trade saying he doesn't want to be there anymore. Maybe that played a factor in all of this. I get the sense that, like I said, this guy is a tough, tough coach. And unless you're, you know, the perfection line, uh, it's probably not easy to play for him. And, and you kind of look at, you know, even a guy like Pasternak, who I think has come out in the media and there's some kind of rumors going around that he's not happy with the firing, which is interesting because he's probably been the most kind of volatile player in terms of his output, right? Some years he's just mm -hmm. been, you know, looks like the best player in the league. And then other years he's kind of, he goes quiet for, you know, a month or two. But, you know, this is a team that if their window isn't closed, it's, it's coming and it's coming quickly. You know, I think they got some good young talent. But the days of Bergeron and Marshawn, I'm not saying they're over. I mean, Marshy's still in like the top 10 of scoring. He only played seven games this year in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe it's kind of a last-ditch effort here where they want to kind of do something before, you know, a guy like Bergeron just hangs him up for good. So I I'm surprised, but when I kind of dig into it a little bit more, you look, coach has been here a long time, man. So it's easier to replace a coach than it is to replace an entire lineup, right? Mm. absolutely i think you got yeah you got that one right jess and the other thing is the bruins still have a really solid lineup i know those guys are getting old but when your second line has taylor hall and Pasternak on it and charlie coils your third line center you've got a solid core there that's still going to compete and they, they brought in hampus lindholm yeah. at the deadline i mean they're they're solid at the back end jeremy swayman's got another year under his belt i think you know maybe Maybe they just need a new voice because yeah. all, all the pieces are there in Boston. And like you said, they only got a year or two left in this uh, Bergeron, you know, uh, Marchand era. So that yeah, seems like there's a lot of things coming to an end here, like those that era and the Chicago era and the Pittsburgh era. You know, they all seem to be closing in real quick here. Well, it's just the Tampa Bay era right now. It's just their yeah, world. Basically. We're all just living in it right now. It, it's, it's the Patty Maroon era. <laughs> as, right. as the Montreal era doing lately, buddy. 
<laughs> hey, buddy, we got first pick in the draft. They're in the prequel right now, Paul. They're in the prequel. Future. Future's bright in Montreal, boys. Future's bright. They're in the they're in the finals right now in the AHL. Caden Primo looks like an all-star. So okay, moving on. Is please. that what moving they're doing on? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. playing against yeah. kids. Do you guys okay, want good. to talk about the Habs for a little while? Uh, let's, let's move on. Are we on second period yet? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Almost. Jess, what you got what final, one final story here for us. All right. One final story, boys. The Psalm Sleeper. We've got a good one here, and I've got some stats to throw down on you guys. So buckle in, strap up, listen to this one. I'm ready. Uh, the Psalm Sleeper of the Week is brought to you by Psalm. Psalm is the Red Bull for sleep. You drink a can 30 minutes before you go to bed, and you'll fall, uh, you'll fall asleep. Fall asleep in a leafy green area in Chungwon, right? <laughs> 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 Paul, is just, Paul is just waking up. Boys. He's just waking up, around. boys. Pizza's kicking in. Morning. Uh, you drink this, you'll fall asleep and you'll stay asleep throughout the night. Uh, the, their science-backed formula uses active ingredients that are naturally found in your body, uh, found in a healthy diet. And if you drink green tea, you got to check them out. We've been talking about them all year. I per, uh, personally use this product. It's fantastic. Check them out at getsom.com. Use discount code ATP10 so Ivan can keep the lights on and for a test 10% discount uh, on your orders. Okay, fellas. My Psalm sleeper this week, Andre Palat. You guys might have heard of this guy. He oh, yeah. just had a fantastic stand, uh, Eastern Conference final. But I was looking into this guy, okay? Mm-hmm. This guy is a seventh-round pick uh, drafted back in 2011. In the conference final this year, he scored four goals in the first five games. He's now second on their team in uh, goals this playoff run. Uh, in the Stanley Cup uh, or semi uh Conference final. I don't know why I'm struggling so much to say this. Uh, two of those goals were game winners. Both of them were super weird and fluky, but whatever. But boys, how about this? Palat is now the Lightning's all-time leader in playoff game-winning goals. And even crazier, fellas, I should have dropped this as a reverse trivia on you guys. He is second all-time in playoff goals for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's more than second all-time. More than Stamkos. More than Saint Louis. More than Brad Richards. Dude, this guy is number two oh in playoff gosh. goals. Like, I couldn't believe it. I, I would have never guessed this, dude. He's got more than point. He's got, like I said, he's got more than uh, Marty St. Louis. Uh, shout out Habs, Ivany. You see you wearing your hat. I don't know why. Uh, I've burned all my time. I know why. Yeah. I support my team all the time, Jess. Uh, all go. the time. This guy has been scoring big goals. He's been playing on the big line, uh, stepping up, especially without point. Like, you know, his, his stats to me never really jump off the page. Uh, you know, this year, I mean, he had 50 points this year, 18 goals, but I mean, you know, he's got 16 points already in the playoffs last year. He had 46 points. I mean, this guy is just Mr. Consistent, but every year the playoffs comes around, this guy just gets it done fellas. And I was stunned when I saw those stats. So I got a question for you guys. Are, are we sleeping on this guy or, or what? Well, not like anymore, it. Jess, that not good. anymore. That's for Dude, sure. I mean, he's one of the greatest. Up. Tampa Bay playoff performers ever. That's incredible. I mean, good for him too, because we should, he should be getting this credit because he's known as like, you know, a good two way guy, you know, chips in here and there with a goal, but to be doing it that consistently and to be scoring big goals in the playoffs. I mean, it just goes to show you again, how important these guys are and how lucky like Tampa Bay was because they lost like Blake Coleman. Like he was their guy. Like he was that guy, you know, they bring in a couple of studs in, in their bottom, you know, bottom six. And, and all of a sudden Palat's on the, on a, on another winning team scoring big goals. Yeah. So kudos to him, man. I can't believe those stats. 
crazy, man. I, I was stunned. And second all time, you know, like, yeah. Anyway, who would have thought, dude? But uh, no, I mean, the, we just said it. Huge reason why this team has been able to do it. They find it from every single guy, you know, even yeah. guys like Kalorn, who could have also been a sleeper this year. These guys completely asleep at the wheel. He's fifth all time in, in Tim Bay Lightning points. But um, anyways, yeah, I wanted to flag that to you guys. Uh, that is our Psalm sleeper of the week. All right. Well, that's it for tonight's first period. Let's move on to tonight's second period brought to you by AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20 off. Tell them across the pond sent ya. All right, gentlemen, the Eastern Conference final is over. The Tampa Bay Lightning take down the Rangers in six. Gentlemen, that series we did not think was going to go the way it did. I mean, the Rangers going up the first two games, Tampa Bay just storming back, four straight yeah. wins. Yeah, but they're going against well, Kale McCarr. So the question is, <laughs> is Kale McCarr is a defenseman, right? So which of these following defensemen set a record for most goals in a game? Was it? Bobby Orr. Was it Paul Coffey? Was it Harry Cameron? Or was it Ian Turnbull? Harry Cameron. Oh my gosh. Who the hell is Harry Cameron? I have no idea. Uh, look, I'm going to go with the safe bet here. Although, Paul Coffey, the high flying A's, I'm going Paul Coffey. Oh, okay. that was my pick. Too late. Okay, I'm gonna pick the the, the fourth option. The why I didn't I didn't know Harry Cameron. No, no, no. Ian no. Turnbull. See, Ian Turnbull. Yeah, I'm going. Oh yeah, I'm going Turnbull. Turnbull. Survey says it's Ivany's day. Ian Turnbull, baby. <laughs> On fire, boys. <laughs> Ian Turnbull scored five goals on February second, nineteen seventy-seven, in a nine to one Toronto victory. Over Detroit. Nice. There I mean, have it, obviously folks. we beat Detroit, yeah. but wow, yeah. Wow, Ivany. <laughs> two for two today, dude. Oh, oh my We have to go a lot more questions to build back up to 500. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tonight he's on fire, though, folks. Tonight he's on fire. That's right. So don't forget this night, folks. Um, so the Eastern Conference. Let's get right to it. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning go down two games. They storm back. They they threw a stinker out there in game one. They just, you know, they were a step slow. It was obvious that, you know, they had the 10 or 11 days off. Um, yeah. They had a bad game. They gave up six. After that, they lose a really close one, game two, three, two. And then they gave up three goals in the last three games. <laughs> um, it just seems like every time when it, when it comes down to it, as good as Shesterkin was, Vazzy was better. His experience came through. Um, he his ability to play the puck 
has been uh, is unbelievable right now. And he's still he's still going out and playing the puck with 10 seconds left in a game. Like he's so confident. Um, his team is so confident playing in front of him. Uh, they know how to lock it down, guys. There's they just know how to win. And we talked about it in the last episode. It's like the Rangers haven't been through this. They haven't, they're a younger squad. I think they said they were the I heard it the other night, third or fourth youngest team in the league, uh, the Rangers. Hmm. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, guys, is is there magic in the air again this year? Look, man, it, I don't know if I'll ever bet against this hockey club. <laughs> you know, they just, I think you're right in game one, they just kind of looked a step behind and, and probably didn't expect this Rangers team to be what they were. Yeah. Um, yeah, same thing I think happened in that first game against the Leafs, going back to the first round. But then this team just like readjusts, man. They just readjust. They figure out how to, you know, squeeze a life out of you. They know when to push. They know when to hold back. I mean, this team is just, it's unlike anything, you know, we've ever seen, you know, in our generation. I know we've seen some dynasties, but not like this, man. I don't think we've seen a team that's so willing to like at all areas of the ice at all times, like it's gotta be one of the most frustrating teams to play against ever. But, you know, I think, we all expected it to be a goaltending battle and it certainly was, but you said it, Ivany, like that, that, that one of the goals in uh, like, I think it was Stam Coase's goal in the, you know, the game six, I mean, unlucky break, maybe it hit something, maybe it didn't, but I mean, that, that would never go in on Vasilevsky, you know, like, and, and then all of a sudden New York finally breaks through this impenetrable wall that the uh, Tampa Bay has had. And then all of a sudden Vasilevsky just re- pulls out just a ridiculous save. It's just gotta be so demoralizing, you know? So, um, look, I think the power play for the Rangers, uh, in that last game hurt them the most. They had a couple chances. Um, but I'll, I'll give them credit. I thought Tampa Bay was going to smash them. I thought they were going to roll through them quickly, mm-hmm. but no, New York put up a good fight and it was a great series. And, um, if anything, this series has shown me to watch out for the Rangers for like the next 10 years. <laughs> I mean, they're, how, they're, how good are they going to be? Dynasty is coming. Even, yeah. Even next year, they're going to like that team is going to improve so much and so yeah. fast. They're so young. Yeah. They got a lot of good pieces there. Great defensive yeah. core there. Yeah, um, totally. Jess, let's you go back to game three. Um, they're down two nothing in the series. They're down two one in the game going into the third period. And I believe that's the period uh, they went to stamp close in, in an interview and they asked him what they needed to do. And he said, we needed to stick to the game plan. We needed to stick with it. Just stick with it. And they did. What happens? Stamkos comes out, scores on the power play, minute and a half into this into the third. And your boy there, Andre Palat, buries one with uh 42 seconds. Yeah, 42 seconds left. So um that's the that is a winning pedigree right there. A team that just can stick with their game plan. Don't panic, don't start, you know, pinching and and going away from their game plan. They just stick with it and and they prove that they are the champs for a reason. Uh, Paul, what did you think of that series? I know there was a couple early mornings watching games. Oh, oh yeah, there was loads for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were just getting home. Was I was just getting, getting home. home. It was a lot of condensed games I was watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't want to hop on the, the, the Tampa train. Everyone's loving them. And they're saying they're so great. But I am kind of like, a, yeah, I want to see the abs win. I don't, I don't need to see Tampa win again. I watched it the last two years. I mean, last yeah. year was great. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't think of any way better I'd want to see them win. But, um, yeah, this year, I'm over it. 
I'm over it. Great yeah. team. Insane team. But make room, eh? Make room make for the room. new guys. Uh, boys, the Avs, if you can't, you might remember one of these questions. The Avs are 100% going into the uh, into the finals. Oh, yeah. They haven't lost in the finals. They haven't lost they're in two, the finals. They're 2-0. They're 2-0. Oh. Yes, I remember. See, you're not going to be able to get me on that question next year, Polly. Probably I ask it a couple more times the next couple of seasons, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, just uh, when guys are, are we sleeping on John Cooper? Is he not like one of the greatest coaches of our generation? I mean, he just seems so relaxed and laid back, but yet firm and the guys just go to war for him. So it's, I mean, it's also probably the easiest team to coach ever. I mean, like, what do you oh, yeah, say? that's that's true. All right, I mean, which line do I yeah. put out? Uh, Brain yeah. Point or Kucherov? Okay, well, yeah. maybe we'll put out Headman for you know. Actually, yeah. being the defensive coach on that team would be so easy because all you need to worry about is just like Headman. Do you want? I was gonna get more uh, yeah. or no? And then they'll be like, no, I can just stay on. So it's like it's like watching you or Benny in the CIHL. It's like okay, I'm I'm ticked off now. I want the puck, and yeah, no one else right. is getting it. No one else is getting it. <laughs> Except this and, is the National Hockey League. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Hedman's like, that's what he does. He's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to take over here, boys. Yeah. Um, so rumor has it Braden Point's been practicing hard now, so he might be back. I mean, could how be good is – that could be huge. I don't think that's going to be a disruption at all because he's, no. you know, he's a big part of this team. Uh, to get him back, you guys, whew, uh, that, evens the, that evens the playing field a lot, I think, yeah. in this series. They're going to have th- three real, real good centermen. So. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Um, any final thoughts on the Tampa Bay Rangers series? I mean, the future's bright for the Rangers. Um, Gallant should be the coach of the year, although they gave it to Sutter. Not very happy about that. Yeah. Um, just an awesome hockey team. Congratulations to the, to the Rangers on an amazing season. Yeah. Well said. All right, guys, before we end the second period, let's look back at our predictions. Uh, all three of us had Tampa Bay win in the series. And again, Jess, getting that bonus point for predicting the correct amount of games with six. Polly and I both had five. We're one off, Polly. I didn't, you know, I didn't see that uh, going down 0-2 in that series. But Jess, yep. you were bang on again. Just an incredible record at this point, Jess. Dude, I wish the playing the game was as easy as picking who's going to win the games. <laughs> you're you're eleven and two right now in your predictions. That ain't bad, boys. That ain't bad. That's pretty that good, man. Not bad. All right, so let's move on to tonight's third period. Tonight's third period is brought to you by Wheel Hub Asia. Wheel Hub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three on three inline hockey league. Wheel Hub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, guys, the Western Conference. Well, we all had Colorado, but I don't think anybody had it in four games. Jess, you were the closest with five. Um, I, I, first of all, right off the bat, I mean, any surprise here, guys, it was, it was, it went so fast. A I bit, mean, a bit. Yeah. 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 I, I thought, agree. I agree. I, I thought maybe they'd squeak one out at home, but, um, I mean, they scored six in the first game. 
they scored five in the fourth game and they lost both of those. So I think, you know, the, the enigma of Mike Smith kind of, you know, finally gave out in, in that series. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I mean, Colorado was not messing around, you know, they, they came in full speed and just put their, as soon as like, they did not wait around, um, as, as great as McDavid and dry were again in that series. I mean, just the playoff run they've had, I, like, you know, if, if, if this was the last round, like, let's just say that there was a cup winner somehow, even if McDavid wasn't in the finals, I think you'd still have to give him like a serious thought of the con Smythe, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, but he's had like 30 some points. I mean, yeah. So yeah, Jess, I mean, like, like you said, it, it's not just Mike Smith's fault. This team is not built defensively. Yeah. Um, they gave up 22 goals in four games. I mean, yeah. it's not going to win playoff series. I'm sorry. You, you yeah. can't, you can't score seven goals a game. Yeah. And, you know, as good as McDavid and, and Drysaddle were, and, you know, I also thought Nugent Hopkins played well um, yeah. and, and Smith had his moments, but just like you said, they just, the, he just fell apart in a couple yeah. of those games and it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Um, so the Colorado, Colorado goes on, moves on with us with the sweep here in this, in the conference finals. I mean, and, uh, what are, what are your guys thoughts on the, uh, the touching of the trophy after winning, after winning a conference final? So I have a thought about this. I have a All thought right, about this. I want to hear it. It looked like to me that Landis Cog went to talk to Nate when they were talking about this, right? Like they win and they're thinking about going to touch it. Or, or when they're going over, right? And uh, Nate is, you know, obviously he's kind of Sid's protege in a lot of senses, right? I mean, they they live beside each other in Nova Scotia. He grew up, yeah. you know, kind of did the same path going to Shaddix, um, you know, and then obviously going to the queue. Um, and the first year that Sid had won, the, uh, that Sid and the Penguins had made it to the cup final, they did not touch the trophy and they lost Detroit. The next year he touched it. And he's touched it every time since. So I bet you that Nate said, oh, no, we're touching that trophy. And I bet you it's all because Sid touched it. Now, it might, I might be crazy on this, but I think Landis Cog asked him, are we touching the trophy or are we not touching yeah. the trophy? I think, I think also Joe, it showed Joe Sackick saying, just touch it, boys. No. I mean, and then it flashed back to a picture of him touching it the year they yeah. won. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that, yeah. Polly? I did see that, yeah. Yeah. Was that part of the condensed game? It was. It was. <laughs> All he was just waking up as the game was over. It was like oh. two, two, two o'clock Hong Kong time. Who won? Yeah. Yeah. God. No, but um, look, I mean, the story of that series uh, is, and maybe the story of the playoffs so far is Kale McCarr. I mean, this yeah. guy is just playing at a level that, I mean, especially from a defenseman, offensively, defensively, you know, I, I love talking about Nate. I mean, anyone who's listened to our podcast, I love talking about uh, McKinnon a lot. Um, but he's not the he's Nate is playing in a, a much different role. It looks like in this in this playoff run, and it looks like in in a lot of great ways. It looks like he's just here to to win. You know, he'll mm -hmm. do whatever it takes to win. If that takes a step back from being the offensive dynamo he usually is, I think he's going to do it. And um, they're getting a lot of offense kind of from their depth. They don't have a lot of guys really pushing it offensively, except for Makar, who's leading their team in points. Let me say that again. He's a defenseman. He's yes. leading the team in scoring um, yeah. in the playoffs. I mean, 
it's just phenomenal to watch. And I mean, we are set up for probably one of the best finals that we're going to see in a, in a long time. This will I probably agree. be the best cup finals. hundred percent agree. Speaking of winning though, boys. I don't know oh, what, what all question, this. Ivany, can you get the hat trick today? I, I don't I know, know what all this chit chat is about before the questions come, but yeah. <laughs> Speaking of winnings, which team set an NHL record when it made the playoffs in 29 consecutive seasons? Not there 29 times, there 29 consecutive seasons. Was it? 29. Boston Bruins was it Chicago Blackhawks was it Montreal Canadiens or was it St. Louis Blues because Detroit had an incredible run I know I was going to say they were around 20 but 29 years so basically three decades three decades they fell fuck it's got to be the Habs. I'm going Habs. 29. They had so many chances to, to do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did win five cups in a row. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. St. Louis surprised me on a question last week um, when they had went to the cup final and were lost four in a row or whatever it was four, last yep. week. Got swept. Um, so I'm going St. Louis, Paulie. I'm sticking with them. I'm going St. Louis. Blues. 30 years. Ivany. Hat trick. Oh my God. No. No. <laughs> it's our no. favorite team, the Boston Bruins, boys. Bruins, oh. let's let's talk a little bit about oh Bruins back in the day. Bruins made the playoffs off. every season from 1967. They only won two cups. <laughs> but their record was challenged by the Chicago Blackhawks. Who made it 28 consecutive seasons? Oh, that was my 19, second guess. The 1969 Hawks. to 1997. Wow, uh, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, good question, Polly. 29 They're, straight tw- years. 29 straight years and only one two. 97. That's when they got Joe Thornton. The year, the first year they didn't make the playoffs, they just tanked and they got oh, Thornton for so long. Yeah, wow. the way I got. Yeah, Paul, you kind of got a Thornton like beard going on right now. Yeah, little gray, stuff. little gray happening in there. You the Joe there, Thornton of Hong Kong. The lighting, the lighting makes it. Uh, uh, if I go back, it's not as great. It's still great. It's the lighting. So, boys, just to go back quickly to talk about, we didn't mention the fact that um, the Avalanche won that round with their backup goalie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they swept with their backup goalie. Kadri was out. Cogliano get hurt in the last game. So it looks like. Kadri and Cogliano have an opportunity to return the series after having surgery on their hand like a week ago. Both yeah. of them had sur- like surgery. I can't see them coming back. I can't I mean, see Kadri back. Yeah, oh, he's certainly like, not as effective. No. The thing about I think what they said Kadri might be his thumb. So if it is, I think they can make it so that like your thumb just doesn't bend, <laughs> you know, and put a splint on it because you can still hold your stick, Jess. Yeah, I mean, um, I bro- I broke my wrist one year and. Yeah. And I mean, I was out for four weeks, but it, you have a, there is a type of splint where you can't move your hand. Right. And, you know, all you need to do is have your glove, but I mean, and I'm sure they will be, you know, he, he, they'll be giving him stuff so he doesn't feel a thing, but yeah, of course. Yeah. It'll I be mean, interesting, it, but yeah, you know, they, it depends how the first couple games go. Maybe they won't rush him back. Yeah. 
but they're certainly going to need it. I mean, look, this isn't the Oilers that they're playing this round. This is Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning. They're going to need all hands on deck. I and agree. I, I think a cadre even at 75% uh, mm-hmm. is still, is still going to be needed. Um, but no, I, the, the, I mean, we can talk about it when we talk about uh, the finals here, but I, I'm, still, I'm still a bit worried about Darcy Kemper. I mean, obviously he's taken his team to the cup final, even though um, Colorado's new favorite goalie uh, has taken over the show. Yeah. Um, and then the goalie that he'll be facing off against, obviously, you know, this guy is like the, the greatest thing ever. I'm still a bit nervous about Kemper boys. Um, yeah. and he really, and I mean, I talked, we talked about this going into the last series. Uh, we haven't really got to see what the team needs. For, like they haven't really needed him to be excellent yet. And I think they're going to need that in the final. So yeah. um, a big question mark there. Is he, is he back? Is he healthy or is it still a question mark? I think he's still a question mark. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's 100% that he – and, I mean, is he? he's not going to be battle ready, you know. It's going to be tough to throw him out there. If he doesn't start the series, it's going to be really tough to throw him out there mid-series. Yeah. I mean, that's hard on it for, for a goalie. I mean, really difficult. Yeah. Um, so, if they can get healthy, they get Kadri. Cogliano is a big piece there on that fourth line, like we talked about earlier. Um, does a lot of good things uh, for that team. They need those guys, like you said, Jess, because that this is a different factor. Yeah. They, if they and if if Tampa Bay gets point back, then it's even more <sighs> important yeah. that they get Kadri on that out there in that top six because yeah. they're going to need him. They're going to need him. Um, so yeah. So right now, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Colorado wins the cup. Who's the Con Smythe winner? Tampa Bay wins the cup. Who's the Con Smythe winner? Start with you, Jess. I mean, uh, to me, I think this is probably the easier one uh, we've had in a long time. You, you have to give it to Vasilevsky again. He's just been incredible for Tampa. And with just what McCarr has been able to do with this team on both sides of the puck, offensively, defensively, I mean, it, it's just there's no one else on both of these teams that have been as valuable to their own squads uh, uh, as those two guys. Can't argue that. Paulie, what are your thoughts? Oh no. Well, let's what about like what saying, about plus two plus two? It's pretty obvious, like Jess says. Like yeah. if yeah. those two don't get it, like yeah. it's it's rigged. And then, then you gotta it's rethink rigged. of what this trophy actually means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both of those guys, no question. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw Nate's name out there. Um, he does have 11 goals. Yeah, probably gonna score a few more. Um, played a lot of minutes by I me. Mean, McCarr's playing 27 minutes a night here, guys. Dude. Um, and like he's so fun to watch. He might be the most dynamic player in the game right now. He does it all, he's all over the ice, yeah. and he's so fun to watch. And it seems like he never gets tired, he just always has a, an extra gear to kick it into. Um, but yeah, I think Nate could be the choice if Colorado wins. Um, just because he's been there so many years and, yeah. you know, he, he's the heart and soul of that team. I mean, Landis yeah. the cat, Landis is, a, is, you know, one of, one of the leaders, but to me, this is Nate's team. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And that's why he, he might win the consummate. And then yep. for Tampa Bay, I completely agree. Vazzy hands down. Kucherov's having a good playoff, but I mean, yeah. I'm like, still waiting for him to really find his gear. I'm still waiting yeah. for him to really find his, his gear. I mean, you know, obviously he's, he's having another statistically great run, but I still think he has that ability to, to really be, 
he hasn't quite looked like the superstar that he usually is so far to me this playoffs and which is yeah. you know scary to see that but well uh, Jet, i was gonna i was gonna ask if you saw that replay the one where he came in on uh ekblad and he kind of shook him off at the blue line he just he was looking the other way he kind of shook yeah. him off at the line made him look ridiculous yeah. he's had some moments like that in the yeah. playoffs yeah where you're like oh gosh kucherov's back yeah um I mean, he's got 23 points. If it yeah, wasn't for, if, if it wasn't for uh, M- uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, I mean, he'd be second in playoff scoring. Yeah. Um, so 23 points in 17 games so far. So his yeah. name, if you know, if, if they end up score, if he ends up scoring a couple big goals, he'd probably be the only guy that could challenge Vazzy. But yeah. my money's on Vazzy as well. Totally, totally. So, so maybe we should. Uh... Maybe we should wrap up what our predictions were for. Yes. Um, and then really dive into, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit already. But well, Jess, we in. all had, we all had Colorado. Yeah. Um, you were the closest with five games. I had it going seven. Paul had it in six. So right. you didn't get the bonus points, but your record is absolutely stellar. Yeah. And I'm right I behind mean, you. With I just like talking close. about me and how good I am at this. So, you know, you can say it <laughs> even one more time if you so want, just in case anyone- we didn't get that. Did anyone get the bonus point in the third round or in that round? No. No, no one got the bonus. No. Point. Yeah, I got Bay. it in the Tampa Bay series, right? Tampa Bay uh, series. Jess got it. Yeah. yeah. No, no trivia questions. Too bad. Though. Too bad. So sad. Yeah. So no let's, let's get to the final prediction of the year, boys. It's time. Who's going to take the cup and how many games? I'm going to the head honcho first. We got. The Colorado Avalanche, home ice advantage versus the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, listen, here's, here's my uh, <clears throat> my theory on this. My record has been pretty crap, and my guesses have been wrong. So I'm hoping that this is guess is wrong. I'm going to say Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's fading himself that's I'm, right I'm that's right you, hey, like, if i get my guess wrong it's the team i wanted to win wins exactly. anyway like, Dude, exactly. i do this all the time oh I do my this god why not you're gonna feel good either way either guess it <laughs> or right. you know uh tampa and how many games six tampa in six taking it board. at home at home in yeah. Tampa, game six. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jess. Four. What do you got, buddy? What do you got for us? This one is so tricky. This one is so tricky to, to call. They're both very good teams, both very good top six lineups, despite even the injuries. Both de- uh, decors are just stellar, top of the league. Decor. But the goaltending situation. I gotta give the edge, no question, uh, to to Tampa here, and Kemper makes me a bit nervous. So I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay, and I'm gonna pick them in seven. Is Three it time to, defending is champs it going into overtime. Oh my gosh! We are going to see a four-one Tampa Bay win in Game Seven. Oh you wow! Heard it here first. You heard it here first. Lava takes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Jess! Have you? Were, did you sleep at all when you were in Bali, or were you just up thinking about your? Prediction? I'll just say anything right now. I'll just say he, he was off the psalm sleep, so <laughs> a week off the psalm on a beach. Well, uh, gentlemen, I hate to say it, but I'm going against you guys. 
I think home ice advantage is going to be the kicker. And this one's going seven in Colorado. It may, it may end up being an overtime poly, but oh, it's going to, wow. it's going to be in game seven. It's going to be on home ice in Colorado. And we may see Nate score the game winner. His and then if, and if he does, yeah, if he does, he will be the con Smythe winner. That's my hot lava take. Boys, we're just going <laughs> lava take after lava take. Damn, dude. So just there's going to be 650 <laughs> Tampa Bay jerseys, 500 Nakushkin jerseys. Yeah. Just wow, a quick re- just a quick recap, boys. Polly, with those two wins, uh, you got both correct in the conference finals. Your record went up to eight and six, so two hey. games above 500. I've finished 11 and three. Not bad. Jess, Jesse's 12 and two right now. So I, I had to go against you. So if I had bonus points, boys, you know, I'd be <laughs> winning this right now. I'm not greedy. Yeah. I just go You're for the greedy. points. I just go for you the know, points. If I could skate a bit faster too. I mean, Paul, I probably uh, would be on this podcast. Boys. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Well, boys, uh, it's been a blast. It's been a blast following the playoffs. We're actually, it's kind of sad right now. We're at the point where we don't have hockey every night anymore. It started in the conference finals. There was a couple mornings where I'm like waiting on the ferry, waiting for the game to start and it's not starting. And I'm like, there's no game. But yeah, um, it's been an unbelievable playoffs. Really excited to see whether or not this Tampa Bay team is going to continue this run or whether it's time for the cup to head back to Nova Scotia in the hands of Nate McKinnon. Gentlemen, any last thoughts? Paulie, floor is yours, man. Got a story for you, boys. Oh, uh, story time. Story time. Gather around, children. After the cup went to Ottawa Silver Sevens in 1905, the club took it out on the town with them. Many drinks later, the players wondered if it would be possible for them to launch the trophy across the frozen Rideau Canal. Unfortunately, it wasn't possible. And the cup <laughs> was left stranded there until the next morning. <laughs> ah, it's not a great story, but it's a story. Hey, that's it. a story. I love yeah. a good Stanley Cup story. I mean, yeah. it's that time. We're going to get to see the cup soon, boys. Um, can't wait. Um, it's been, a uh, you know, the playoffs for me have been, you know, everything we we wanted. We had some high scoring games. We've had low scoring series. We had some upsets. But at the end of the day, I think the two best teams from each conference are playing in the finals. No question. And, and this is as a hockey fan, this is what we all dream of. We're going to have two credible teams. It's going to be, uh, you know, sad for the team who doesn't win this because they're so close. But hey, that's the way she goes. Don't think I've ever dreamt of hockey. You know, no, you talk about like you know what we dream about in hockey. I don't think I've uh, Jess. Have you ever had a dream with hockey in it? <sighs> Two, yeah, like every week. night, every Two, night, three times week. a week at least. Oh my god, except for when I drink some boys, except for when there I you drink some. Oh, yeah, dreams. I just sleep. No, no dreams, just boom, bang. ATP 10, baby, check them out. Yep. No dreams, no discount. <laughs> Ball dreams of drumsticks. Oh my gosh, my dreams. Of All right, energy. boys, we'll see, you. We'll see you when the cup's like, final. We'll see you when the yes. cup is out. Hey, how about this? Let's check in on our listeners uh, before this series ends, if we can. Yeah. Send in Let's some questions, guys. All right, folks. Thank you very much for listening. As always, thanks, Polly. Thanks, Jess. That was Across the Pond, and that's a wrap. 
thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co., Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to acrossthepondhk.com or find us on social media at acrossthepondhk. Uh, I got pizza in the studio right now. <laughs> <laughs>